Hello, listeners, and welcome to Nexus at Night, your semi-often vanguard podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas, your host, and today we're going to be talking about the new Bermuda set, uh, Blessing of Divas. So let's go around and introduce ourselves. Uh, say your name and what clans you play. Okay. Hello, my name is Alvin. Um, I mainly play New Nectar. Um, but I also occasionally play Shop Hounds and Bermuda Triangle. What kind of Bermuda Triangle? Um, Bermuda Triangle Duels. There you go. Duels. Okay. Uh, hello, okay. I'm Justin. Uh, I am a former Kagero, Kagero Overlord player that has recently sold off the deck in order to search out greater decks. Um, so much money. <laughs> More recently, I've been getting back into playing Prisms again, which used to be my secondary, but now has become my primary. So now I'm just focusing on Bermuda Prisms. Okay. Uh, yeah, that that was you. You probably picked a good time to you know get back into it. Yeah. Um, so this uh, this pack has already come out in Japan. It's been out for like what two weeks now? About a week or a week and a half or so, right? A week and a half like... for two weeks. Something a week and some change, whatever. But, yeah. Um, it's not coming out in English until... The end of this month? The end of this month, yes, the 29th. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are you guys looking forward to in it? Um, I'm looking forward to definitely Sunshine Vert. Sunshine Vert is like, as people, well, I guess I'll get into all the prisms now since I'm here. Um, Sunshine, for prisms, for starters, a lot, we got a lot of really good support. Uh, one of the biggest things that we got was actually a second crit trigger. The second crit trigger was super relevant because for the longest time we would have to run any other, like one prism crit, and you can either go rainbow triggers for pure prism synergy, or you can go eight crit for draw for like four other non-prism crit triggers. But then with the new addition of, uh, what was her name? Um... Does she have an effect? Sunshine Clear. It's a new great. It's a new crit trigger that we're getting. All right. It's when she's bounced, counterblast one, and take a Sunshine Clear from your hand and put it on top of your deck. Then you search your deck for a grade one or greater card with Clear, Rosa, or Vert in its name, and then you can call that to an open rear guard and shuffle your deck, or call that to a rear guard circle, and shuffle your deck. Okay. Then you can take that rear guard and bounce it. Good lord. So basically, the idea was that, or the idea that I came up with with recent experimentation is that you just basically use it to search out more verts for stride fodder or to actually ride, depending on how the game progresses. And it's really easy because this crit trigger you can bounce it at basically any time, and it's not a GB one effect. It's just it goes off when she's bounced. Um, what else did we get? Uh, I've been looking into getting the new Prism Starter. Um, brand new Prism Sapphire, I think was her name. Uh, she's a grade 0, 5k starter. When a grade 3 or greater card with Prism in its original name, I think it was... Let me check this. Brand new Prism Sapphire. Uh, when grade 3 or greater unit with prism in original card name is placed on vanguard circle i can pick something else some other rear guard with prism in its name and bounce it Wait. so the idea was that 
you have this as a starter, and then whenever you want to, um, whenever you hit grade three, or if you want to stride, it basically bounces something for free. So if you happen to have that crit trigger, as soon as you ride to three, and you say, for example, you ride out or you ride vert uh, for your three. Vert is the brake ride, right? Yes, okay. vert is the brake ride. So you ride the brake ride, and then you instantly get your bounce on your crit trigger, and then you search out another brake ride, and that gives you stride fodder for next turn. That's wacky. Uh, so yeah, it sets up for your. It sets you up very easily for your starter. Um, I looked a lot. I looked at this build or that kind of combination as like pretty okay. It's not the most consistent because you need to have the crit trigger. Um, and that's basically the only use that it comes that it comes from it. Uh, otherwise, it's not too bad. It's actually pretty enjoyable. The other thing that I considered putting in my deck was the new brand new Prism Emerald, which is when this card is bounced, you can select up to two other Prism units and bounce them. If you do bounce two, then you can select another unit to gain 5k. Now, I initially thought that this card was pretty decent, but then the problem was that it requires three other units to be on the board. So Ew. let's yeah. yeah. So let's visualize this for a second. So say for example you have your vanguard and you have two columns on your left and on your right. Okay. As soon as your left column attacks, uh, let's say for example you're by some kind of effect you bounce the emerald that's in the left column back row. Okay. So you bounce it, and then you bounce I guess the right column after like after it's attacked. So right column attacks first, then vanguard, and then you bounce the emerald. But then the problem is that. Provides a little bit of inconsistency because then where do you give the five k power? Yeah. So can you give it to units or is it just rear guards? It's units. Okay. So, so you can technically like wait on the vanguard attack, but then at the same time it's just like kind of pointless. Let's say let's say for example you're attacking with you have Olivia on your vanguard. Wait, no, that doesn't even work. Uh, it has to be. Uh, oh no, that does work because as long as she's bounced. So say for example you have Olivia on your vanguard. Uh -huh. And then you attack with your right column first. Then you attack with your left column. And then Olivia attacks, and then you bounce your left column and your Vanguard booster. Then you can bounce your right column. But then at the same time, it's just... That requires a full field, and the amount of stuff you have to commit is yeah, if, it's not easy to obtain. If that's, if that's happening, you've probably already killed them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one exactly. Of the amount of resources you have at that point is more than enough to have already had them dead. So why are you even wasting your time trying to balance additional things and like give more power? It's mostly just a feel good card from like what feel I <laughs> the feel but, good the feel good card of the year coming this summer to a theater. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> the idea is that oh we're Bermuda we want to bounce stuff and if I the more things I bounce the more fun this deck is. But then at the same time you're bouncing things but they're you're not killing them. Well, I mean, <laughs> like you, the name bounce you know denotes fun doesn't it like you bounce i mean a, sure you bounce on a trampoline you bounce on a check and then you leave the country awful. that sort of thing uh okay alvin uh duo stuff what's say uh, some stuff about duos yeah okay. before i continue um, on with duos, duos didn't get much support if you count even that on um, promo card that comes in the supply set we only got four cards um let's see the one that i would say would be more uh, more useful would be a common called um, dual creamy caramel cornet was mainly because when it's placed on its effect is basically when it's placed on Vanguard. If you have a Vanguard with dual in its name, it gets 2k power for a turn. Uh, then if you have 
uh, if you reveal three cards uh, with Fjord's name and all three have the same name, yes, it gets an additional five K power. Does it really have to be have creamy as the adjective that goes with the name? Yes. I have no idea how they translate from Japan. Yes, has to be creamy. Has to be creamy. Mm, uh, cream. That made me hungry and sad at the same time. Um, okay. Uh, I normally uh, our uh, our friend Chris was going to be here because he plays Harmony. Uh, I used to play, you know, Bermuda Triangle in like Pacifica days. So, oh, Pacifica days. I do remember. I've played pretty much every clan there is, but just uh, I, I I don't really know much about the harmony. Does anybody? Uh, I did a bit of research into the new harmony stuff. The Loris stride is actually pretty good. Loris. Oh yeah. Uh, the Loris. So the effect for people that don't know is first of all harmony, and yeah. second of all GB two, counterblast one, and choose any card in your G zone and flip it face up. Any card. It's any flip. Seabreeze. Then, yeah, you can flip up your sea breeze because yeah. <laughs> sea breeze is the best. Yeah. Choose up to the same number of your rear guards as the number of face-up cards in your G zone and bounce them. And right. until the end of the turn, this unit gets when this attacks a vanguard. If all your units are in harmony, choose up to three of your units. Until end of turn, they get five k, and this gets a crit. Okay. Um, now, so let let me break this down for you. Wait, before you do, can you explain? Okay to the listeners what how harmony works because th- this is my understanding of it if you have a unit with harmony and or if you have a unit and another unit with harmony is placed behind it both become in harmony or am i doing that wrong so the idea so the basic wording of it is that when something is placed in the same column as it both become in harmony it doesn't matter which one has the ability if something is placed in the same column then both, if either one of them has the harmony ability, both become in harmony for the turn. Okay, all right. So, so say for example, you have like something without harmony, and then you put something in the back row. It'll be, then both will just be in harmony, even gotcha. if there's no like harmony based effects. Okay, so now continue with your explanation. What were you going to say? So the idea is so basically the Loris stride is that you counterblast one, flip over something, Super and nice. then give like three units five k, and this gets a crit. Okay, that's really good. Um, the fact that you don't have... That's ha- basically it. Yeah, you don't because, even have to flip her. You can go, okay, flip over something else, and then... Yeah, so the flexibility is definitely there. I think the most insane part is that since everything is usually in harmony anyway, like... It's laughably easy. To yeah, go like you get three things with 5k, and this gets a crit. You know, it's basically... That's it, for it, Counterblast 1. It reminds me of Clotness a little bit from Royal Paladin, which is the, you know, counterblast like full blast. field. If you if you got a full field and ten k and a crit, yeah, which is crazy. it's basically the same thing. But then since we're Bermuda, we power up rear guards. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we do that in Royals too. But yeah, um, yeah, I, so, I'm, I'm going to be comparing everything to the clans I play. I'm so horrible. So the smaller part. So the important part is the, that you can pick up to three guard rear guards to get or pick up to three units, sorry, to get 5k, and then this gets a crit. The smaller, like, not as obvious part is the fact that you can bounce anything, or... Oh, it's an act ability. When you, it's an act ability that when you pay the cost, you can bounce things, and then it gets red text when this attacks. If everything is in harmony, choose up to three units, and then yeah. they get 5k, and this gets a crit. Yeah. So, 
when you use this ability, I would I would assume that since there are some effects like uh, Shizuku, I guess, um, you would bounce, you would play everything first, and then you would use this axe ability to bounce everything and then refresh that. So since harmony like has certain effects that will activate when they become in harmony. You can basically play those during the start of your main phase, and then you can use this active ability to basically refresh those cards. So you right. get double your harmony effects for this turn. <clears throat> that's assuming that you have like a lot of stuff in your T zone flipped up. But then that's I mean like the smaller part of the stride effect that's like not as relevant, but it lets you cycle through your like recycle your harmony effects a lot better. Basically. That's true. Well, there's that, and then also because of G Guardians, you you get like more cards in your G zone way faster. Yeah. Um, yeah. I um, uh, there's also the the new reindeer stuff, which I guess I should talk about. I mean, I uh, the reindeer stuff is hilarious. One. Yeah, I th- that was I remember that card where you go, oh, you drive check a grade three, you bounce a thing. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, okay, so one of the new things is a grade three reindeer that has 11k Bushi got with the times. Uh, counter uh, once per turn, you put a card from hand to soul. If she reveals a grade three card, freaking shocker, same cost. Uh, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose one of your rear guards, bounce it, and then if there is a card named uh, Velvet Voice Reindeer, so the, you know, old uh, the old one, yeah, in your soul or trigger zone, this unit gets drive plus one till end of turn. So you can give this gal triple drive, which is interesting. Um, but it's only once per turn, so it only, so yeah. Oh man, once per turn, <laughs> who knows? Uh, and then well, this... to be honest, mm... Because it's not exactly triple drive, because when you reveal a grade 3 specifically, and there's no other, like, when you reveal a grade 3 effect. Mm-hmm. And there, there's the other still is Counterblast 2 at the end of the battle that uh, her drive check revealed a reindeer. If it's standing, you may pay the cost. If you do, move this unit to your vanguard circle, and it gets drive minus 1 till end of turn, so you can, like, ride her if so, you didn't. So if she's standing in a rearguard circle, Counterblast 2, slide it to the vanguard circle. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you, you have to like reveal a uh, a reindeer. Yeah, in the drive check, which is kind of neat. Um, which isn't so hard because a lot of the new reindeer support, uh, I think it counted as reindeers in the trigger zone, if I remember correctly. Yeah, solar is, trigger is zone. It, I don't think so. I think it's more like it counts as a grade three in the trigger zone, so it just makes it easier to. It's a grade three. Like, if you have a vanguard with reindeer. Okay, this gets grade plus two. You're right. Okay, here's the cool thing. So if you go, okay, grade two. Oh, I guess you can't really do that unless you super call her. Well, yeah. hmm. So basically, the, all the effects just line up with the fact that if you were, if you flip over a grade three, yeah, you get stuff. Yeah. Um, it's such a weird thing to support. Like, I don't know. Then again, it's... this is kind of Bushi's prerogative where they just kind of support random crap. Well, the idea it's probably just stealing from. Uh, what is it called? Dimension Police again, and the guard breaks. Oh yeah, Except because the original the original mechanic belonged to Reindeer first, if I remember correctly. I I don't know who who beat her to it, or whatever. Um, okay, so how do, how do you think this set changes uh, Bermuda Triangle in the meta? We have a next stage in Prisms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you can you explain? Okay. Well, first off, uh, Chrono Dragon next stage. Gear Chronicle card. After he attacks, you can counterblast one, flip up a copy, drop three cards, put him in G zone face up, and then restand your Chrono Jet, which means you did five drive checks. And then also the Chrono Jet skill allows it to make it so the opponent can't perfect guard, among other things. 
So that's pretty so, nuts. Now, yeah. Prism yeah. Stride that works as a next stage. What does it do? Uh, so the effect is... Oh, wait, hold on. Where was it? Oh, here it is. So the effect is <laughs> Limit Break 4. <laughs> as a stride. As a stride, yeah. it has Limit Break 4. Man, if, no. if only there were some cards that allow you allowed you to Limit Break at 4 or 3 or less. Yeah, oh, I know, right? Oh, that would be like, really useful. Yeah. So yeah, Limit Break 4. Um, take a copy of Sunshine Vert from your G-Zone, flip it face up, and oh. discard three cards from hand. Okay, so this is ba- so so far it's still... Uh, so yeah, the cost is exactly the same as next stages. Yeah. Mine is still a Counter Blast, which is really nice. Well, it's gotta be a Limit oh, yeah, Break. Mine is that's the Counter Blast, true. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be a Limit Break, so that's like the quote-unquote drawback. So yeah, but... the trade-off is like a Counter Blast versus yeah. the Limit Break, yeah. but huh, it's not like we have something to deal with, uh, with Limit Break 4 or anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, continuing on. At the end of the battle that this unit attacked Vanguard, so yes, we have to attack Vanguard, unfortunately. If you have a heart with Prism in its name, you can pay cost, which was the Persona yeah. Flip and discard three. If you do, choose up to two rearguards with Prism in its card in their card name and bounce them to your hand. Then take this unit and put it into your G zone and choose one grade three with Prism in your hand and write it as stand. So that means you can write it. Interesting. Yes. Um, so the idea is that you it's basically the same thing as next stage. However, the o- the only changes are that there's no counterblast one in the cost, instead it's a limit break four. And in order to get your restand, you have to ride from hand. It has to be a grade three prism from hand to ride. Okay. And Otherwise then, it's basically the same thing as next stage. Okay, and then optimally you would get Labrador, which is on attack, yes. you can call three things, and if you do, she gets plus 10 tana crit, right? Yes. Yeah, um, you definitely remember, there's like two or three limit break four abilities going off. You, yeah. In the ideal situation, you're probably break riding over a regular Vert, so that means you're activating her break ride ability, and then you're, when you're attacking with Labrador, you're activating her limit break ability. Exactly. So, limit break, and so I, going into the turn, you start up with the grade three. Vert, which is the break right on your Vanguard Circle, you stride into Sunshine Vert, and then you do your Sunshine Vert effects, and then you break ride the Labrador off of after the Sunshine Vert goes away. So then, because of the Sunshine Vert's effect, you bounce two cards, and then because of the break ride effect, you bounce two more cards, which effectively is your entire field, plus you draw a card, because of the break ride effect. Yeah. And then, well, while we don't get like a guard restriction ability with the Labrador attack, we, we instead get just get slightly. We just get a crit, and we get uh, more rear guards to attack with. Plus, I guess ten k. Well, okay. Well, with uh, with G guards, I think uh, you know, I feel like on hit pressure is becoming more like becoming better in the metagame than guard restrict is, um, because with G guards, you're um, it, it just kind of gets around that, so the fear is gone, which also means the, you know, like, for like even even shadow paladins are actually starting to decline a little bit, right? Yeah, any anything that has any any clan that has its wave two um G guard support can easily lock off um Diablo as long as they have a heal trigger in hand. That's why that's why uh, Phantom Blaster or not Phantom Blaster Diablo. Uh, no, yeah. the it other is one. Spectral Duke's shadow thing, the restander guy. Oh yeah, the special Duke. Oh, yeah. Spectral, spectral Blaster, Blaster Diablo. Diablo. Yes, he he is becoming quickly the 
the better you know finisher of the clan. Just because he restands. He restands. It's the same. Like like I run Great Nature and Mana Garm is like garbage now. <laughs> Yeah, which is sad. You guys got a ton of things in genius strategy, but that's another conversation for another time. Yeah. yeah. So. Um. Okay. And then, uh, so in terms of well, we got off topic, meta game. Anyway. How do you yeah, think meta. it affects the meta? Game? Um. So. Uh, oh. Prisms. Um. Initially, the prism deck was not really good in terms of being able to keep up with, um, everything else. The meta uh, with everything because we were mostly a limit break deck. And then with the introduction of Sunshine Vert, instead of being a limit break deck, we've kind of become more of a tempo deck. Early on, it's more about us sitting on the grade three break ride vert and then just trying to stride, or no, not not trying, striding into Princess Labrador. And that was the order prism stride that came out in the first clan boot, first G clan booster. That was Academy, Academy of Divas. That was the one I yeah. bought, bought a bunch of packs for. In San yeah. Francisco, and I pulled the SPGPG. Yeah. So, so uh, the effect of Princess Labrador. So, the Princess Labrador's effect was uh, take a take a Princess Labrador in your G zone and flip it up, and then if you have a Prism Heart, take two card two two of your rear guards. Sorry, give them five K, and at the end of the battle that they boost or attack, you can bounce them. So the idea behind it in the deck now is mostly to sit, like I said before, sit on the grade three break ride vert, and it keeps striding this in order to try and get you some tempo, some kind of card advantage, because it gives you 5k and even bounces them back to your hand at the end of the turn. Then when you're ready to go in, you go for a sunshine vert play and break ride into Labrador. Then after that, you can either finish them off with Labrador, the grade three Labrador, or you can uh, potentially stride into Olivia, which is the go-to yeah. stride for right. almost all of Bermuda right now. Because it's generic. Um, yeah. All right, Alvin, where do you think duos stand? Duos is... I feel like the introduction of G-Guardians t- definitely took a huge hit, especially not, uh, nowadays. Um, if you play, if you use like a vert um, rate type plan, it's still going to be blocked off pretty easily with G-Guardians. Um, yeah, I just feel like mainly because duos was originally like almost like more defensive than offensive in that mm-hmm. these pull cards out from their deck and just like have it a crazy huge hand. Yep. But just having all defense and no offense kind of There's not happen. really much board pressure when it comes to duos. Why? Because everything's all bounce draw, right? It's not it's more bounce search. So it relies along the similar lines of oh, let me just suck every non trigger out of my deck. And then hit you with every trigger in my deck. That yes, can... but that takes time to set up, and yeah, that's we need thing. specific cards to actually pull that off. Kind of reminds me of Silverthorns. Kind of, yeah. Um, let's see. Harmony. Harmony is okay, I guess. I I think Harmony is in a definitely is definitely in a good place because basically everything has Harmony now, yeah. and um, Loris is a really solid finisher because she gives she powers up everything in Harmony, which if you're running a Harmony deck should everything should have it and then everything just kind of combos really well together with like harmony that's just what i feel i've been looking at some of the cards and it's just like you know if this was in harmony <laughs> and i've just been following those kinds of trains of thought if this was in harmony if that was in harmony if this attacks and it's just like it's just it just feels as if there's so much good pressure coming out of the harmony deck okay harmony also gained a lot of flexibility with a bunch of the new cards are just like supporting different ways of playing. Like yes, I saw that as well. I just basically just switch it with, into a different slot, and then 
just by switching it, you activate harmony. But yeah. That like depends on what back breakthrough you want, right? There's also that, um, I forgot what was her name. I think it was, uh, Anya. Uh, it's a grade one, or, yeah, Garland Blossom Aina. So, GB1, when this becomes in harmony, choose one of your units and it gains harmony until end of turn. Then, Counterblast 1, rest this. Choose all your units and harmony in the same row and column as this unit, and they get 5k. So it's basically just giving your entire back row in one column plus 5k. So I think it's pretty... Re- it, like, the amount of support that the harmony deck got was pretty, pretty good. Because they, they now have a ton more power from this. They have a ton of kill pressure from the Loris. They already had kill pressure from Olivia. It's like, they have a lot of good stuff. And then, um, if you need more, um, what was it, rotational game, I guess, or searching game, you still have the old Liddy and the old uh, Grade 3 Liddy, which is on ride, Counter Blast 1, Soul Blast 1, search your top 5 for a card with Harmony in its name. Which, is, and, which should be. Yeah. Or if you want to go for a defensive variant, you can run the new Liddy, which is basically the same thing, but um, it's a Harmony activator on your opponent's turn. So, it's... There's, like, a lot of really good options for how to build a Harmony deck if you want to do so now. Hmm. Okay, and then, uh, let's see. Red-headed stepchild of uh, Bermuda. There's Pacifica, which, let's be honest, she's not doing anything. Pacifica's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Pacifica got, like... <laughs> she got, like, a beater in the set or something? No, 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 that was a previous set. She Wait, got a Pacifica. Oh yeah, she got a search around this set. Yeah, but it, uh, again, it's still just so like, because re- the the stride that goes with it, you need like different copies of Pacifica, which means you have to run different grade threes, which means you give up consistency and just it's awful. So I think it's okay, yeah. but it's just it's not supported enough. Yeah, it just yeah. I think the original schematic of it being a cross ride kind of screwed it up. That's why because yeah. you have to run because like you just mentioned, you have to run multiple different threes. Yeah. So it's okay, but it's just not the greatest. Also, the cross ride three is not the greatest either. Yeah, exactly. Like I would take I would take the ten k Pacifica over the cross ride Pacifica, honestly. Because the Mega Blast is pretty expensive to pay off. And I'm not worried about the Mega Blast. I'm more I'm more interested in the on attack ability because the on attack ability lets you take a card from your hand and put it on bottom of the deck and then draw a card. Like it lets you cycle your deck much better. Basically, that's why I like it more. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how how uh, in terms of like cost, if someone were to want to make the deck, how much do you think it would run them? And yes, I am well aware that Hype Train is a thing and it's probably going to be crazy, but let, um, I'm curious. In terms of Hype for Prisms and Duos right now, good freaking luck. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie. Prisms? Like, getting Perfect Guards is near impossible. Uh, yeah, that's and like, I, I thought Duos like, would be the it's cheap not, one. It's not the fact that it's expensive. It's the fact that the cards are basically impossible to find. Like, old, when right? I was trying to get my... Arias, I was trying to look for like literally any copies. I was looking for black copies, white copies. All the black copies that I found were gone. And even if I did manage to find them, they're like 30, almost 40 bucks a piece, if I remember correctly. And um, the only one I was able to find was the white one, where a few copies of the white one, which were going for like 15, 20 a piece. Which I won't complain about. I think the, uh, I don't really care about the art. Well, maybe I'll get the black ones later. But 
the point is that getting the freaking card is near impossible. That is the problem that we're facing right now. If they reprint the Prism Duo Perfect card, yeah, let's not talk about them reprinting the Prism Duo Perfect card. I mean, they're they they're reprinting Olivia. Aren't you a little happy about that? I mean, sure, but then it's the chances of pulling it are basically the same, and the rare foiling is ugly. I mean, so I'd rather take the GR. Oh my god! I would rather I would rather like whip out the cash to pull to buy the GR because. Pulling the rare is hard enough as it is. Yeah, I get it, because it's five yeah. per case. Yeah. Um, yeah. In theory, though, um, if we just follow, like, price trends from Japan, um, just, like, just buying it as a single is probably better. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, buying singles is definitely better. I might actually just buy boxes this set, just because I like so many of the things here. Yeah. But that's just me, though. There's also the art. Um, yeah, the art's, the art's actually kind of nice. So what do, you th- what do you guys think about the art trend for the SPs? Like oh the, last year, oh, the, the wedding thing. Oh, wedding dress. Okay, I, okay. Let me be honest. As much as I dislike the new grade three Liddy, her wedding or no, her SP art is gorgeous. Like damn, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I think that's one thing that even you know even Magic players are willing to you know concede is that a vanguard art is like pretty nice yeah for sure um so like, oh my gosh me personally i think like the sunshine Bur- uh, Bur- um spr actually looks looks better yeah i like that one that art as well it's really nice it fits really nicely with the like original color scheme that vert had and the new color scheme that or not really the new color scheme but the old color scheme that vert had and just it flows together very nicely. That's why I like it. Hmm. But damn that Liddy. Damn. Christ. The wedding it's SPs. Super not, dude. Uh. It's just the SP art, dude. Not but even the, the wedding SP, SP art. The SPs are actually easier to pull now. Yeah, I like yeah. the SP art more than the wedding SP art. I've, pull, I've pulled SP Gurgit twice now. <laughs> Isn't it worth money now? Yeah, it's like 20 bucks. Oh, I'm not complaining that I pulled SP Gurgit. I'm just surprised that I've done it twice. Oh, wait, hold on. So there's something else that we have to mention. Yeah, what's The that? new G-Guardian that comes in the new set. Ah, uh, yes. And in hand, Leona. Go when on. this is placed on Guardian Circle, choose one of your rear guards and bounce it. If you do, choose a card from your hand and call it to rear guard. If that unit has the same card name as the unit bounced to your hand with this effect, this unit or that unit gets shield plus 5k. So basically, it turns something on your field into a 10k shield. Okay. Which is not so bad. Yeah. I it's feel like... basically that... screw, but it doesn't require... But Well, it doesn't work for that attack. I feel like it's better if, like, someone goes, all right, 21k at Vanguard, and you go, all right, I get a heal trigger, might as well, right? You chuck it, get the mm-hmm. G-guard, and then you get a 10k interceptor. It kind of reminds me of the Pale Moon PG, where you, you oh, get, yes, get a thing Oh, yes, it does. Out. But, it, well, I like the Pale Moon interceptor a lot more, actually. It's a lot more flexible. Cause yeah. Well, because you give like, something in your set. Soul, right? Yeah. Because yeah. typically you'll go like, you soul charge, call something out, it gets plus 5k shield and intercept. So you go, all right, call out the crit trigger I just soul charged and then intercept with it, 15k shield. Yeah. I was also thinking about this for a long time because when I was playtesting, I was like, wait, I need to suddenly call this prism trigger out here. One sec. So I, at the end of the turn, I find that I didn't bounce it and I've just written this random trigger sitting on my field at the end of the turn, so I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. you don't really have a way to get rid of this yeah. until like the end of, until the next turn. 
So this kind of makes random things that are sitting around kind of useful. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it can, like, bolster your hand where you're like, okay, I can... Yeah, you can just, you can yeah. also just bounce something. You don't have to call something else. You yeah. just bounce. bounce. You can that's also, super convenient. You can also bounce the thing that's being attacked, right? Uh, when this is placed on Guardian Circle, yes. So one of your rear guards. It's like Denial Griffin in reverse, right? Yes, kind of. So the attack because your attack dodges or you dodge your rear guard dodges the attack yes yeah kind of reminds oh. me it, it, thank god that it's not like you do and there's no replays right what else uh, is there? oh um, this works well with duos doesn't it because when something else is bounced some kind of effect you get to bounce and surge or something or... yeah you can bounce surge on your opponent's turn technically right alvin um technically yes there's some, yeah, there's some cards like that. Yeah, yeah, so, that would also be okay. You don't necessarily wait. Oh no, you still have to complete the same effect, the whole thing. But still, you can bounce something and get a million cards, a million more cards in your hand compared to your opponent. It just further accentuates that. Um, let me get all the non-triggers out of my deck, kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I uh, well, okay, so around the thirty-minute mark. Uh, at this point, I would go into listener mail, but. This is the first episode, so why don't we just talk about how our week was? <laughs> I did basically nothing. You did basically nothing. Yeah, I've done basically nothing. We can, we can count last weekend part of uh, part of this week. So I, okay, if you put it that way, then yeah, I guess I did something. That, yeah, I, I guess yeah, do whatever. Um, I went to Anime Expo this past weekend. I was actually really sad. Um, what should I call it? Uh, Sunday. I had a lot of downtime. And since I was at Anime Expo, I was like, you know, let's go wander around. And then I found a tabletop gaming area. And I actually ran into Alvin at that time. And that was, I was walking... That was Friday. Oh, that was Friday? You guys oh. ran into each other? That's great. Yeah, we ran into each other while we were there. But, like, Sunday when I had, like, a lot more free time, I was in the tabletop gaming area again. And I walked around, I was just like, so many Vanguard players. And I was really bummed out about it because my deck was all in the hotel room. Wow. And I didn't want to go back to the hotel room and then come back to the site because that would be a lot of time and effort. I'm so also... I was just like, damn, I wish I brought my stuff with me because there's so many people there to play with. It was yeah. really nice to see. That's good. That means the game's growing, which yeah. is also good. I saw like some white Schwartz in there and like a bit of luck and logic, but there were so many Vanguard players and that was really impressive to see. Now Despite I'm... not even having a Boucher event, there was like a, a ton of Vanguard players and that was cool. That's because this year, um, they had two boots, one for Yu-Gi-Oh! Konami actually decided to come, much to our misfortune, and Magic as the ball. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But then, at the same time, like, despite not being a Bushi event, there was a ton of Bushi players, and that's yeah. what that's what was the greatest part. Yeah. Now, if we had, like, an actual, if we had, um, what was it two years ago? Regionals? No, it was Team League. Two years ago, there was Team League at Anime Expo, and at that time, there were so freaking many. Hmm. If that kind of event happened this year as well, oh my god, the number of Vanguard players, I definitely would not have forgotten my tech at that point. Jesus. I The, the only reason I didn't go is I I, uh, I would have missed two days anyway, so I was like, not worth the trouble. Go ahead, Alvin. Um, there's also like a problem with Bush Road. Um, have you heard about what happened with the Bush Road panel? Not industry panel. No, this sounds apparently, like gossip. Apparently, uh, apparently, um, let's see. When they were lining up people for it, 
Um, they made a major mess up with the line, so two lines got mixed in. Also, when they asked people to clear the halls, because the lines obviously are being really long, so it's really obviously create a fire hazard. They didn't clear it during the last, I think, 30 minutes, so there are people in the hall that just managed to instantly get in, while there are people waiting out in the sun who are almost being locked out. And yeah. then eventually it hit the cap, there, there's a line screw up, there are a ton of people that could not get in, even though they waited for hours. Yeah, it was pretty much a huge mess. Good lord. I I remember during Spring Fest, um, they, like, accidentally handed out the little, like, not the passes, but, like, the, ba- like you know, player badges. And they just handed them out randomly instead of in threes of the same, you know, of the same, like, n- number, because it was a team league. And then they had to recollect all the badges and redistribute them again. Um and then uh, Richard caught it on tape. Richard, uh, dear listeners, is uh, the editor of all the videos on the YouTube channel. He basically makes sure the thing runs. He'll probably be on here pretty soon. Um, so, yeah. And then, I guess for me, I I went back to work at uh, my, the newspaper that I work at, the Santa Monica Mirror, and I still don't know shit about being a food critic. <laughs> so every... Every time I turn something in, it's like, have you ever taken a test that you know you're going to fail and you hand it in and then, you know, the teacher goes, can I see you please? And you're like, ah, oh, shit. Like, you see the see me at the top. Every time I take Chinese. Ha! <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, that was my week. So anyway, if uh, if you guys like to like this podcast, rate us on iTunes, helps us be more visible. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel. We're called Nexus Tour. You can also... Tweet us at VG Nexus Tour, so V G N E X U S C O R P S. With questions, we will answer them next week. Um, we hope to see you again in the future, and thanks for listening. I've been Atlas. Alvin, that's you. I am. <laughs> <laughs> this happens it's every Alvin. time. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going next. No, I Alvin, you were first. Time. Or we try to record something, the same thing happened. It was like Atlas introduced yeah. himself, and then this tense silence for a few yeah. seconds. All right, let's try this again. I've been Atlas. Um, hi, to Salvin. And Justin. There you go. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. I'd like to take this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast. Uh, be sure to rate and like us on iTunes, and to you know suggest this to your friends. I'd also like to thank Lil Elephant, the Oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music. Uh, you can find them at lilelefunk.com, so L-I-L-E-L-E-P-H-U-N-K. You can also tweet us at VGNexusTour, so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Or you can tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N is in Nancy, O-V is in Victor, A-C-K. Have a good night, everyone.